0: Greetings, my name is Dave.
1: And I'm Stacy.
0: Welcome to the Plants Change My Life podcast.
1: We are a husband and wife team living in Houston, arguably the barbecue capital of Texas, who share a passion for good food and holistic wellness. We are on a mission to inspire people to live their best lives through healthy food choices, one meal at a time. In this podcast, you will hear stories about how real people have experienced awesome changes by embracing a plant-based diet. Today we're talking to an Ohio woman who was once frustrated and over 300 pounds until she realized that she had the power to make a change. And now she's half her former weight and on the road to become a figure competitor. She says her plant powered lifestyle has given her more energy and compassion. Grab your tea and take a seat. Here's her story. A wise person once said, there is no force equal to that of a determined woman. And while I'm not sure who said it, I do know that Sierra Wilman's journey is perfect evidence of this fact. The wife and mother of two young boys has made a remarkable transformation over the last three and a half years. And now she's a certified personal trainer who's passionate about inspiring others to smash their goals. So you're currently living in West Salem, Ohio. Is this where you're originally from? Yes. Let's go back to the beginning. You say you were overweight most of your life. What prompted you to take those very first steps in your wellness transformation?
2: Yeah, um, I've been overweight my whole life. Um, After having my second child, um, he was born with a heart condition. So I really turned to my um, comfort Zone of staying up and eating, you know, being an emotional eater. So I put on a lot of weight, and then I went for a haircut for my birthday. And my sister-in-law met me at my mom's to do it. She's a hairstylist, and when she was done, I was looking in the wall of mirrors that my mom has in her kitchen, and. I was standing at the counter just looking at myself like, oh, my gosh, you're a linebacker. You look like a linebacker. What has happened? And I started crying. (laughs) Um, Standing there and crying and just looking at it, I knew how to get out of there. I didn't want my sister-in-law to think that. I hated my haircut. So I pulled myself together and left and then cried the whole way home. Just knew that I had to start something I had to do something to change it I couldn't just cry about it
1: so so you you, you got your hair cut and you're in your mom's house and you you just see yourself in this wall of mirrors and it's like you're seeing yourself like fully at that time.
2: Yeah, I can remember that day like. I had the hardest time picking out an outfit to wear. And I was just going to my mom's house. I wasn't, like, even going anywhere in public. And so just, I just had the hardest time. I settled on a maternity shirt and my son, who was, like, almost a year old at this time, and a maxi skirt. And it was just, like, a horrible day. I could not find anything that fit, anything that looked right. I was uncomfortable no matter what I put on. And then standing there new haircut you know I went from long hair to short hair and it just didn't suit my face anymore and just like I just seen myself for the first time in a long time what I've done to myself how big I've really gotten and like how out of control it's gotten.
1: So what did you do like what was going through your head like I'm sure you've tried like different diets before so what what did you figure out like what was going to be the thing that you would do to make a difference
2: yeah um I tried other diets different things like I'd lost 30 pounds before I got pregnant with my youngest son um but it wasn't sustainable I really didn't know anything about um what was healthy to eat how much of anything I should be eating um so, I found portion control containers and I Googled everything on Pinterest and Google. <laughs> what goes in these containers? What meals can you have in these containers? How many containers do you have every day? And, um, you know, as a stay at home mom, we had one income. So, I really did not want to spend the money on myself. I didn't feel like, you know, I was worth it. I should spend that money. Um, you know, my kids need something, let's just spend money on them. But my husband really was like a, you know, big force. He's like, no, just buy it. You've talked about that diet before. Just give it a try. You know, if it works, it works. And if not, would you try something else?
1: Mm -hmm. So you started out with these portion control containers. And yeah. so how did that work? So you basically had to measure what you were eating each day?
2: Yeah, so you got – there was, like, a container for veggies, fruit, your protein, your carbs, your fat. So you had a container for each one, and then depending on the calories, um, there were different calorie ranges. You got so many of each container, and you had to eat all those containers that day. It helped me learn portion control because I had no clue, you know, how much protein you should eat or how many fruits you should be eating every day. But it also put you in a calorie deficit, so.
1: hmm so, so you had the portion control thing down, and, and then you started seeing results with that?
2: Yeah, so I also ordered a workout DVD to do workouts at home. Um, I didn't feel comfortable doing anything or going to a gym, um, so I just did everything at home, and then the weather started getting nicer, and I would take the boys to the parks so, I'd push the boys in a double stroller through the woods in the park, and then we'd end up at the playground and we'd play on the playground. So, something fun for them and something fun
1: for me. Mm-hmm. So, what, when did you start first seeing like results of all your efforts?
2: Um, really, as I, oh, the first week that I started, um, I followed that program to a T. If I was supposed to eat a container, I ate the container, and I did a workout every day. Um, and I started seeing the results that first week. And once I was like, "Oh, there's a pound down. There's a pound down. Okay, another one." It became a habit. It was like an addiction. Like I wanted that scale to keep going down, so I kept doing the things I needed to do. Because if I didn't, then the scale would stay the same or it'd go up, and that would be disappointing. And I was like, "Well, if you didn't stick to the program." That's why this happened, and I'd get back on it.
1: So you started seeing results pretty much immediately, right?
2: Yeah. I was eating, like I would stay up late. Um, My son had to have medication every eight hours on the hour. So I was up with him a lot. Um, So at nighttime, I'd be eating a lot of junk foods and sweets and cereals and cookies, and um, I have a major sweet tooth. So I just took all that away. Um, if it wasn't in a container, I didn't need it. Mm-hmm. So I went from, you know, being major calories to a cal- major calorie deficit, and I really started seeing the weight come off.
1: So give us an idea, like, what, what, what were you weighing, like, before you got started?
2: Um, my official starting weight was 334 pounds. hmm
1: so you were using portion control, uh, watching what you were eating, and you started walking and exercise programs. What yeah. inspired you along the way to embrace a plant-based lifestyle?
2: Yeah, um, so the end of March will be my two years um, vegan. Um, actually at work, I had started a new job and about a month into it, I had to take lunch orders one day, and one of the salesmen was like, oh, just get me the rice and get me these beans. He's like, I'm, I went vegan. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> and so he started explaining it to me, and he um, told me about some documentaries on Netflix. And I had actually heard from another friend that I went to school with. Um, She went vegan right at the end of our school year. And I was like, oh, I'm never going to do that. i got to have cheese. So I thought she was crazy. And then he tells me about the same documentaries and that he went vegan because of them, too, and for health care reasons. So I went home on my lunch break that day. And I was like, oh, I better start that documentary or I'll forget about it. And I actually was eating lunch, which was chicken and rice and vegetables. And I quit eating my chicken right then and there because I couldn't take it. And then the next day, I had already had breakfast meal prepped, which had eggs and cheese. So I had that for my breakfast. And from then on, I haven't had anything, dairy, eggs, or meat, anything.
1: So what we have to know? What was the documentary that they were encouraging you to watch? Yeah,
2: um, what the health and cowspiracy.
1: And what was what did you learn exactly from them? Just how
2: animal products affect our health, and how um, how these animal farms affect the planet. You know, you always hear about how cars and the pollution affects affects the pollution. But animal waste and stuff like that actually affects the earth more. And then how these animals are actually treated. It's not this fun little pig has a great life and then ends up being bacon on the breakfast table and he's okay with that. You know, animals have feelings. And we don't need to hurt them to live we can eat a plant-based diet that's actually healthier for us and not have to hurt animals.
1: So you, you saw the documentary, and you were pretty much inspired to move really quickly to get rid of the animal products in your diet. What are some of the yeah. positive impacts that you saw with this change? Oh, like within the first
2: week? Um, I mean, I had already been healthy like, you know, what I thought was a healthy diet and had lost over a hundred pounds. I felt amazing. Within a week of being plant-based, I woke up in the morning, my back wasn't hurting. My knees weren't like popping popping and cracking as I went down the steps. I just felt better, more energy even, which I think is just crazy from coming from a place where I already felt like I had more energy. To feel like I have even more energy was just crazy to me, and I was like, "How do I not keep going with this?"
1: That's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing because everybody's always looking for more energy.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) two little kids. You need. I have two little boys. I need all the energy I can get.
1: Yes, yes. So, what were some of the biggest challenges you faced in making the transition to a plant-based diet?
2: Um. I guess, like, I really did not have a lot of experience um, with the different animal products or uh, plant-based products that were out there. I kind of lone soldered it. Um, I would Pinterest recipes and things, try and find different ways to fill up my protein container that I was allowed to have because I was still using my containers at that point. Um, Up until recently, I kind of felt almost alone doing it, but I now have my Instagram and found more vegan people that are doing the same thing I want to do, you know, lifting and in the gym and being very athletic. So it's it's nice to finally finally find that community that I can branch out into. Mm -hmm. Um, That's been extremely
0: helpful.
1: How did you, So you're married, you have two young sons. How did your family and your friends respond to this lifestyle switch?
2: Um, everybody pretty much thought I was crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what
2: do you mean? You know, like I grew up, um, my dad, my brothers, everybody's hunters. Um, they all still are. What do you mean you're not going to have meat anymore? Like, what do you eat? <laughs> do you want me to go take you some treat, like some grass and some leaves out of the backyard that's that's their top top but it's gotten
1: better i know like they're more used to it now well that's good they're coming around so <laughs> what about your like your husband and your children are they with you on this journey or they're they're still needing to like come around a bit they're still
2: needing to come around um with my kids, um, so my husband's a truck driver, and he's on the road five days a week. So it's just me and the boys. So as much as I possibly can to change um, anything in their diet, i try. Um, so my oldest is a big milk drinker. So he's now on three-fourths cashew milk and one-fourth cow milk. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're working our way there. Um, so we had to go through a lot of different milks to find one that he liked and didn't really notice that difference.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, And he's wanting to make those changes, which I want them to want that. I don't want to force it on them. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, my husband's gone five days a week. It's not, you know, it's not as easy. It's kind of getting easier now being on the road for him. Mm -hmm. But when I first went vegan, he did it with me for a couple of months. But then he felt like he just wasn't getting enough. So he, out of the blue, said he wants to eat meat again. Mm-hmm. So he's always supported me through my journey. So I just said, okay, but I'm not cooking it and I'm not
1: buying it. So he makes all his own food now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So can you tell us a little bit what the, about what the vegan culture is like in your area? So we've gotten a couple different restaurants that will
2: have some plant-based options. Um, My favorite is a pizza company that has a vegan pizza, different options for toppings, even a vegan sausage. And they have vegan cookies. Um, Ohio Pie Company in Brunswick, it's amazing. So anytime that we want to go out for pizza, that's where we go so everybody can have what they like. Um, A lot of our grocery stores even have a ton of vegan options even Aldi's has gotten a lot more things in and they're always getting new things in. So I love that. It's easy for me to, you know, get anything that I want.
1: Well, that's good that you live in an area where you can find some of the plant based things that you need and you can go out to eat.
2: Yeah. Cause sometimes that's the hardest. If you want to go out to a restaurant and you're like, oh, okay. I can have a salad. <laughs> There's no protein option. You know, so sometimes it can be tough. So it's kinda nice once you find the uh a place here and there that has some good options.
1: Mhm. So people often wonder like what like your you like your family members, like what do vegans eat? Like what what do your daily meals look like now compared to before? Especially with you you're you're doing the, the bodybuilding thing too. So sometimes people think that uh you as a plant-based person, a vegan person, you don't have enough to build muscle, but you're definitely building a lot of muscle. So. Yeah. Um,
2: uh, right now my meals are kind of crazy. I'm on prep. I'm doing the transformation challenge. So, um, right now super high in protein, lower in carbs. Um, it's really, it's a challenge to find different protein options. So, like, my coach will give me a hard time when I'm like, I can't have that. It has something in it. Or I need more carbs because I'm vegan. <laughs> this protein number is killing me. Um, but, I mean, a daily diet. I mean, I have oatmeal for breakfast. I eat six meals a day plus two snacks. So I do a protein shake for one of my snacks, kind of a good, easy way to get a protein in, and it's like a sweet treat at the same time. Um, and then right now I have a lot of mock meats, um, like texture vegetable protein, um, tofu, tempeh, a um, bunch of different mock meat things um, to kind of really just help with that protein number to get the protein number up.
1: Mm-hmm. So you talked a little bit about like going out to eat and uh, being able to find the options that you need. Uh, how have you been able to navigate like other social situations with a plant based lifestyle, like family gatherings and, you know, weddings and things like that? Um. Yeah. Um. I will take my own
2: food um, with, not only being vegan, even before then I would take my own food because, you know, I was on my diet. Um, so now but with being vegan, sometimes it's harder um, because non-vegans don't always know, like, oh, you can have mashed potatoes. It's just a potato, but they put milk and butter in them. So, no, I can't have that. Mm-hmm. So I always am prepared to take my own stuff, but, like, my mom's gotten much better. She tends to try and have, you know, one or two vegan options for me. My mother-in-law will always try out a new recipe anytime we're having dinner. She's made me vegan stuffed peppers and then makes regular stuffed peppers for everybody else. Um, She even buys, like, the butter and the almond milk and stuff, and then she'll send whatever's left over home with me. You know, so it's very sweet of her to really take consideration of my diet, and how I want to live.
1: That is very sweet. So what advice would you have for someone who's thinking about embracing a plant-based lifestyle?
2: Um, so I would say to find other people, like especially Instagram for me has been a lifesaver to find other people that are doing the same thing as me. Um, but have done it longer. Um, I've found so many people on Instagram that have been so helpful. There's products that I didn't even know existed, but they use them and share everything. Um, Just to find a community of other people, Instagram, Facebook, there's all kinds of groups that you can join and everybody has great conversations.
1: Community is very important. Do you have any, like, favorite inspiration, like, inspirational resources? Like, are there any, any books or, um, I know you, you watch Cowspiracy and What the Health that were really life-changing for you. Are there any others that you would suggest for someone who needs some inspiration? Um,
2: I did watch Dominion. It took me about five days to make it through it. Lots of tears. Mm-hmm. Um, inspiration i like i do have a bunch of fork fork over cookbooks and stuff that's really helpful i also really love to follow um there's a couple instagram people fit vegan chef she makes so many meals it's like amazing um vegan proteins on instagram she has daily stuff on there all the time different recipes I've learned so many things, like vital wheat gluten. Didn't have a clue what that was. Now it's become a staple in my diet. The Vegan Strong team on Instagram has really been inspirational for me. I would not have gotten into lifting if I did not go to their seminar. And they all just share very inspiring things almost daily that just really, just like, oh, make you stop and think. Okay. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So you, you, you talked about getting into lifting and that was one thing I wanted to ask you too because you had this journey where you just wanted to, to lose weight and then uh, you, you, you've lost the weight and you turned to actually like bodybuilding. How did, how did that come about?
2: Yeah. Um, when I started, I always knew I wanted to lose the weight and gain muscle. I didn't know if that would ever happen. Um, but once I lost the weight, I was kind of in this transition phase and in July we were at the beach and I was just kind of stuck. Where do I go next? What do I do? Do I keep losing weight? Do I keep trying to reach that 200 pound goal? Or do I start putting on muscle? How do I do that? I've never gone to the gym. I've never lifted. So at the exact same time, The Vegan Strong team had posted that they were going to do a seminar on vegan nutrition and lifting. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then they're like, oh, it's in Arizona. (laughs) And I have never flown before. I've never gone on a solo trip before. And I decided to hop on a plane and fly to Arizona for a seminar that was actually held in a gym. And I've never been in a gym at this time. (laughs) and at the seminar they, like, halfway through, we broke for lunch, and then after lunch we started lifting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I was the only person who had flown in for this seminar, the only person who's never lifted or been in a gym before. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But they were just so inspiring and so helpful and so full of knowledge that I was just like, okay, this is it this is my new happy place. This is what I want to do. I'm going to go home. I'm going to get into a gym membership and I'm going to start doing it. So that's what I did. I come home. I got a gym membership and I had no clue what to do when I got through those doors. (laughs) But um, so we learned um, a lot and now I'm at a new gym And I'm loving it. I'm growing. It's making me a stronger person. I'm more disciplined in myself. Um, I've been kind of, you know, like in that in-between spot where I didn't quite know what to do next. And now I've, like, found this passion. I want to go to the gym every day, twice a day. Let's do
1: this. (laughs) That's awesome. That's really awesome. I mean, just thinking about how you started out, And just, you know, working out at home and just taking walks. And now you're, like, really passionate about being in the gym. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I never would have went to the gym at 334 pounds. It took me three and a half years before I had the confidence to do it. And now I'm like, why did I waste so much time? I probably could have done this faster or better or be in a completely different spot. But everything happens for a reason. So
1: right. With what you've learned in this process, what advice would you give for people to stay motivated after a goal is reached?
2: Don't give up. There's always another goal. Um, I've always set little goals along my way. Let's reach this little goal, reach this next little goal. Um, You know, I was stuck in a transition phase for a while. Um, I just kept searching. I never gave up. I never quit working out or anything. But I was stuck in that transition until I found the next thing. You know, I just kept trying things. Once you find the next thing, you'll keep going.
1: Mm-hmm. I am. I you're you're amazing. Like I love your motive, your thank dedication you. and motivation. Wow! So it's, oh, it's so it's a it's a new year, um, twenty twenty, and you've had some really yeah. amazing success, like conquering all your goals. What is the next big thing you hope to accomplish in health and wellness?
2: Yeah, I have, I'm in the one-up nutrition transformation challenge. So that just started last week. It's an eight-week challenge uh, to transform, see who can do the best in eight weeks. So um, I've been looking for something to kind of motivate myself and see um, how hard I can push myself this next step. Um, So this is something, definitely been a challenge. I've had to change a lot of everything that I do. (laughs)
0: Um,
2: And I love it. I love the challenge to see if I can hit my macro numbers, get my water in, get to the gym. I'm loving this change. I want to see how far I can push my body in eight weeks.
1: Wow. So you said it's called the one up challenge?
2: Yeah, one up nutrition.
1: Mhm. So the goal is to see how much how how much of a gain you can make over 8 weeks. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. I I just I mean, cuz just looking at your your Instagram profile, like you've made you've made huge huge progress and like you're still going. I love how you you stay motivated. You have to tell me because I was wondering: are you are you planning on doing? Like, would you like to do some of the the figure competitions, like in the future? Oh, I would love to.
2: Um, I I would love to do it now, but I still feel like you know I have loose skin from all the weight loss. Um, so sometimes I lean towards just let's just get on stage and do it once mm-hmm. who cares do it for fun um the other part of me is like let's have weight loss surgeries and then get on stage so right now with having this one-up challenge it's kind of giving me something to strive you know for and change um and then who knows where the future goes but I would love to
1: <laughs> yeah that would be awesome is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you would like to add um i don't think so i think we've kind of touched base on them with everything so how can people connect with you and learn more about you and everything you're doing
2: oh um definitely my instagram page i have my facebook page and a facebook page for the journey um yeah reach out um even my email if you wanted to add that to this um I love to help people and inspire anybody who wants help or wants to talk about anything, whether it be bodybuilding, vegan, losing weight, anything. I love to help anybody who wants to start this process or along the journey.
1: Okay. So I will link all your handles in the show notes so people can have access to it. So, so they can be inspired. I am so excited that we had an opportunity to connect today and to share yeah. your story. You, you are a huge inspiration, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you smash this goal that you're doing right now, the, the eight-week challenge. And um, yeah. again, thank you for sitting down and sharing your story. Thank you
2: for having me. I love to share it with anybody who wants to listen. Um, I definitely... I get inspired by inspiring other people and seeing how they get inspired from it. It just motivates me and drives me to go further.
0: Thank you again, Sierra, for taking the time to speak with us. You have an amazing story that we know will motivate many. So now it's time for the pantry makeover. In today's pantry makeover segment, we are focusing on salt. Table salt is a combination of two minerals, about 40% sodium and 60% chloride. Sodium is a mineral that is essential for life, and salt is an essential pantry ingredient. The problem is that many people are consuming too much So a single teaspoon of table salt has about 2,300 milligrams of sodium, and that is about the daily max for healthy adults suggested by the Institute of Medicine, the Dietary Guidelines for Americans, and the American Heart Association. However, the American Heart Association recommends consuming less than 1,500 milligrams of sodium daily for people with high blood pressure or diabetes, African Americans, and anyone who is age 51 or older. The average American gets about 3,400 milligrams of sodium a day, much more than it is recommended according to the MayoClinic.org. Most of the sodium in our diets come from packaged processed foods. This is why we continue to stress the importance of reading ingredient labels on everything you purchase. The Nutrition Facts label lists the amount of sodium in each serving of food. When you are reading, it is important to note the serving size listed on the package and to know that the numbers listed are for individual servings and not the entire package of food. For example, a small package of nuts you may assume is just one serving, but the manufacturer considers it two servings. So the sodium level will be doubled what you would assume. Processed foods are often the main source of high sodium in an individual's diet, which is why it is best, if possible, to avoid processed foods. When you think of foods with high sodium, the first thing you may think of are items like pretzels or pickles. But they also include some sources you may not think of right off. The categories include frozen and pre-packaged meals, ready-to-eat cereal, vegetable juices, think V8 juice, canned vegetables and soups, sauces like teriyaki sauce, soy sauce, and spaghetti sauce, broths and stocks, packaged and pre-mixed spice blends, packaged nuts, bread and snack foods. Diets higher in sodium can increase the risk of developing high blood pressure and cardiovascular disease. If you're looking to avoid or decrease added salt when cooking, you can experiment with spices, herbs, and citrus to enhance the natural flavor of your food.
1: Now it's time for today's plant-based news and notes. A new coalition has formed to get plant-based foods into hospitals across the U.S. The Humane Society of the United States, Old Ways, the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, along with Healthcare Without Harm and Meatless Monday are working individually and collectively to provide free support, resources, and hands-on training to hospital culinary teams. For example, the Humane Society wants hospitals to commit to having 50% of their daily meal offerings plant-based by 2025. So, the organization is offering a new training created specifically for chefs, dietitians, and physicians. Meanwhile, the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine is offering lunch and learn and employee wellness programs in hospitals to provide Information about evidence-based, plant-based nutrition. You can read more about the coalition's actions in this effort on VegNews.com. Do a happy dance. The Las Vegas Strip just got its first vegan restaurant, Truth and Tonic, located on the fourth floor of the Venetian Resort will now serve only plant-based foods. The executive chef says he adapted the menu for health reasons and hopes to inspire others to embrace a plant-based lifestyle. The restaurant now serves variety of breakfast items like baked vegan frittatas and lunch items like salads, tacos, sandwiches, and burgers. And vegan is going mainstream as big box stores expand plant-based options for shoppers. Costco just recently began stocking Beyond Burgers, and now the retailer has added vegan cheese and ice cream to its vegan offerings. Daya Foods chocolate-dipped ice cream bars are now available at 28 Costco locations in the Pacific Northwest region, and a nationwide rollout is in the works. So, stay tuned. We want to thank you for listening in to the Plants Change My Life podcast. Please follow us at Plants Change My Life on Instagram and Facebook. And head on over to PlantsChangemyLife.com for additional information about the show and resources mentioned. We also have Plants Change My Life t shirts that you can purchase to support our mission. Also, if you or someone you know has a story to share, please get in touch with us at Stories at PlantsChangemyLife.com.
0: Also, remember to rate our podcast and leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening on. This helps us with our mission of spreading the benefits of a plant-based lifestyle to the world. Respect, and always remember, when you eat good, you reap good. Peace.